You're listening to the Maniverse Podcast with your host, Tom Preplin, and this is session number 108. Welcome to the Maniverse Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Traplin, and this is the podcast where we explore what it takes to build a successful, friendly local game store. If you like what you hear on today's episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever fine platform you're listening on. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, hit the like and subscribe button. As always, you can find the notes and links mentioned in today's episode at maniversaga.com. Find out how we can help you grow your game store with the 90-day LGS Transformation Program. You can book your free strategy session by going to maniversaga.com forward slash MMA. We'll do a deep dive on the six main areas of digital marketing for your game store and identify what's working, what can be improved on, then create a plan that incorporates each of the six pillars of digital marketing and how we can put that plan into action for you over the next 90 days. Book your strategy session today at maniversaga.com forward slash MMA. All right. In the spirit of giving value up front, this is the first podcast in a series that I'm calling Launch Lessons, where I'll be breaking down the six pillars of digital marketing and show you just how powerful and important they are to your business's growth. And first up, we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics and one area of marketing that almost every game store I've looked at could improve on, and that is email marketing. We're going to explore the question, how much is your email list worth? So the average person gets hundreds of emails a day. I know I do. Uh, and that's why most game store owners assume that email marketing is a dead end. The truth is that email is far from dead. It's actually one of the highest ROI marketing channels you can use. A popular study by DMA found that for every dollar you spend on email marketing, you can expect an average return of $42. That is a ridiculous ROI. When you've got the right strategy in place, email marketing can certainly move the needle. And the reason it works so well is that the person subscribing to your email list is essentially putting their hand up and saying, I want to know more about you and what you sell. They're giving you permission to continue the conversation with them, and people expect you to send them information. And when you do, when they do that, it's important that you take advantage of that. They're asking you for more. You should give them more. Just like if somebody came into your shop and asked you about what kind of products you sell, what kind of games are on the shelf, you know, tell me a little bit more about uh, this thing called Warhammer or this thing called Magic the Gathering or Pokemon or whatnot, you'd start a conversation with them and answer their questions. Email marketing is essentially the digital version of that conversation at scale with potentially hundreds, maybe even thousands of people at the same time. So let's crunch some numbers real quick, and then we'll go over some common questions. Uh, let's say you have a list of 1,000 people that you've built up over the years. You know, These are people that you've registered in person or who have purchased from your website in the past or people who've played in events that you've got them to sign up on a piece of paper. Uh, at some in some capacity, in some way, you have assembled this list of email addresses and names. Based on what we've seen, uh, with a consistent email newsletter strategy and automation setup, you could be generating an average of $4 per subscriber per month in revenue. So that email list of 1,000 people that you've been sitting on for however long could represent upwards of $40,000 in sales over the course of a year. If you've got an e-commerce platform for your store where customers can purchase directly from your website, email marketing is an effective way to drive traffic and generate sales. But what if you don't sell products online? Email marketing is effective at generating foot traffic too. By including your store's address and contact information in every single email, usually in the footer or you know somewhere uh, near the bottom of the newsletter or something along those lines, uh, you give people a chance to connect with you in person. And by featuring the events that are happening in your store, you give readers a reason to come in and see what's going on. 
you know, feature your event calendar, and you give readers an additional reason to come in and visit. Now, your mileage may vary, of course. You know, who knows what your numbers will turn out to be. It depends on your product mix. It depends on your sales process. Uh, like, the idea being that marketing can bring people in, but if, you know, you got somebody surly behind the counter who's turning people away, then, you know, maybe it's not going to be as effective for you as possible. Maybe you have another issue you might need to deal with. But assuming you have a good sales process in place, you've got a good team that can handle customer uh, questions and responses and, and just good customer service in general, marketing amplifies what you do. It brings people to you. It draws people in. It makes your business more attractive. Uh, so if you've got all that in place, email marketing can deliver excellent results for your game business. So at this point, hopefully you're looking at that list of email addresses that you've been collecting. And you're seeing the revenue that's just sitting on the table right now. But you're probably wondering a few things. So let's, let's quickly rip through some of the most common questions around email and get some clarity on how to get this, get this thing done. All right, so what is the best way to build an email strategy? What is an email strategy? So the first thing you really need is an email service provider. You can't really do this without one. You need an account with one of the many email marketing services out there so that you can actually leverage the strategy and send emails at scale. It's not something you can do from your Gmail account, unless you want Google to label you a spammer and ban your account pretty much immediately. So there are, there are tons of options available, each with their own quirks and features. Uh, my preferred platforms are ActiveCampaign, MailChimp, Klaviyo, and ConvertKit. I've worked with all four of those. I've had reasonable experiences with all four of them. They all do something a little bit differently, but they all do it very well. Uh, they're all pretty affordable to start with, out with as well, ActiveCampaign being my go-to. It's the platform that I use for the podcast, as well as the LGS Success Summit. Uh, you can actually create a trial account for free if you use my link to sign up, maniversaga.com forward slash AC, and doing so actually helps out the show at the, the same time, so win-win. Thanks if you decide to go that route. Uh, but if ActiveCampaign is not your cup of tea, MailChimp, Clavion, ConvertKit will definitely get the job done for you if you want to explore those as well. It's just a matter of trying them out and seeing which one you like the most, which one, uh, which dashboard you like to interact with the best. You know, Feature-wise, they're all pretty much the same. Uh, once you've got your chosen platform, there are two components you need to an effective email strategy, automations and broadcasts. Uh, automations are sequences of emails that get sent out automatically after someone takes an action, like signing up for your email list or getting tagged within the system because they've clicked a link or something along those lines. Uh, broadcasts are one-time emails that you send out at particular times. So like a newsletter is a broadcast. How should I test and optimize emails? So testing email campaigns is twofold. Uh, you need data and you need to experiment. All the email platforms I just mentioned have analytic tools built in that you can use to measure things like open rates, click rates, and even product purchases. You can even check to see how much revenue you've derived from email. Uh, once you start, once you get started with email, you'll start to notice patterns. Uh, certain days will generate higher open rates than others. Uh, certain subject lines will do better than others. Uh, every week, at, at least, you should be looking at your data and trying to find patterns for what works best for your business. And then the other facet is experimenting. So test, you have to test out sending at different times of day, different days of the week. Uh, most platforms allow you to split test things like subject lines. Uh, where you you come up with two options and you see which one performs the best. Like it'll send uh, half your list, you know, option A, half your list, option B, and you kind of compare the two and see, okay, well, you know, option B had a, you know, 50 or say like a 40% open rate and option A had a 25% option open rate. 
clearly option B had a little bit more, had a better message or it connected with them in a certain way or something along those lines. That's a way of exploring maybe what kind of messaging will resonate most with the people that are on your list. So that's, that's how you test. Optimizing email takes time, right? Like the longer you do it, the easier it becomes to see those patterns and to see, okay, you know, Sundays and Mondays are like the, the go-to days to send emails and like Thursdays just dead for some reason. And just avoid Thursday, right? Send on those other days that make more sense. Or, you know, 4 p.m. is the key time for you to hit your audience. That may be possible. It might be 6 p.m. It might be 8 a.m. You don't know until you test it out. How do I know if email, if an email campaign is successful and what kind of metrics should I be looking at? All right, so the most important metrics to look at are open rate, click rate, revenue driven, and unsubscribes slash bounces. Uh, your broadcast open rates should typically be around 25%. That's pretty industry standard. Uh, sequences hover around 60 to 70%. Lower open rates indicate that you need to work on your subject lines. Uh, higher rates indicate that your subject lines really resonate with your audience. So that's uh, open rate is really a measurement of how great your subject line is. If you're kind of hitting the standard, cool, that's great. You can probably do a little bit better if you test it out again and try out some new ones, try out some new angles, some new thoughts. Uh, some, you know, curiosity, some, uh, there's, there's different ways of writing subject lines that get people intrigued enough to open the email. But that's the first stage, is that open rate. Because if they don't open it, they don't get to see the message, they don't get to see what you're offering, obviously it's not doing a whole lot. The higher the open rate, the better. Uh, the second thing is the click rate, and the healthy click rate is around 2%. Uh, less, and your messaging inside the email probably needs to be adjusted. Uh, maybe your links aren't, you know, easily clickable because people are generally looking at your emails on their phone. Uh, maybe the uh, maybe the, the images aren't right. Maybe it's just not appealing. Maybe you're not asking people to do something. You're not saying, hey, click here to do whatever, right? You're not, you're not implementing a proper call to action. That kind of thing is reflected in your click rate. If the click rate's too low, probably need to make some adjustments. Uh, sales attributable to email is obviously like one of the big end goals that you want to have, right? The more, the better. Uh, E-commerce operations, as I said, should be generating anywhere between $1 and $10 per subscriber in revenue each month. So the more segmented your list and targeted your messaging, the more effective it will be and generally the more, you know, the more sales you'll drive out of it. Now there isn't an average number for unsubs or bounces, but if you want to be, but you do want them to be as close to zero as possible. Uh, people unsub for a huge number of reasons, you know, sometimes they're just... I'm just no longer interested in what uh, what's going on here. I'm no longer in the industry. I'm, I'm not playing games. I'm not in your local area. There's there's a lot of reasons why people unsubscribe, and it is okay that it happens. Part of this is kind of divorcing yourself from the outcome of what's happening. You know, each individual person, don't take it personally that they no longer want to hear from you. It may not be you. It might be you, but it probably isn't about you. It's probably just, you know, it's not a right time for them anymore, and that's okay. Uh, unsubscribes aren't necessarily a big problem. Like Reg regular unsubscribes don't hurt your email reputation, as long as they aren't spam complaints. That's something you definitely want to avoid. Uh, and generally speaking, you're not going to get a whole lot of those, so you don't have to worry about it too much unless you are sending emails every day just saying, hey, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. You're probably going to get some spam issues in that regard. But if you stick to what I'm talking about here, you should be fine. One thing you do want to notice and pay attention to is a spike in the numbers of unsubscribes at a particular email because that might indicate that you've sent some sort of a negative message to your audience that they don't agree with. 
uh, like if you know your average unsubscribe rate is one or two per email send, and suddenly you are you know the next one is twenty, maybe you need to take a look at and uh, assess what might have happened in that case, because uh, that might indicate something that's a little bit off, or maybe you included something you shouldn't have, you know, uh, something to keep an eye out for. And then the lastly, bounce rate uh, is the number of emails that end up being fake on your list or just not working because their email list, their inbox is full. Uh, you want this number to be zero all the time, which is why it is important to clean your list every week or so by removing fake addresses and contacts that have bounced. All those platforms that I mentioned have a way of, of doing a list cleanup where you can just excise the bounced emails from the list automatically uh, because the way that email email providers like Google, uh, they have an algorithm that determines what kind of emails end up in the inbox and what kind of emails end up in spam. The way that they figure out who's spam and who's not is one of the indicators is whether or not you are sending to people who are opening, opening your emails. And the more times that you send to people to addresses that don't exist, it increases the negative reputation for your email account. And the higher the negative reputation for email account, the more likely your stuff will end up in spam. The more, more your emails end up in spam, the less likely people will actually see what you're doing. They won't read what you're doing. It just decreases the effectiveness of the whole thing. So you want to protect this as much as possible. So cleaning your list or using a platform that automatically uh, segments out bounced emails from your list so you don't constantly hammer these people. Uh, doing that automatically, that's a good way of doing it. But otherwise, you need to manually go in there and scrape out those emails every once in a while. List hygiene is pretty important. All right, another question is, what is the best way to use data to segment and target customers? Typically, you should give people a way to indicate what they are interested in when, you're, when they are signing up for your email list. Uh, so like, it's a little bit harder when they're doing it in, in person and you're writing down the person's name on a piece of paper to throw into a spreadsheet to upload to your email provider later. But uh, when somebody's opting in on your website, let's say, when you have a uh, lead magnet or an offer or a discount code or a coupon code or something along those lines to get people to opt into your list. Uh, when you're doing that, you can set up the form so that you have little check boxes that say, you know, depending on your game store and what you're offering. Uh, if you're, you know, very big on Games Workshop, you know, uh, Age of Sigmar, 40K, uh, Necromunda, whatever, right? Whatever major categories you're focusing on, those should be options when somebody signs up. What do you want to know? more about in particular what kind of games do you want to know more about what more what kind of games do you want to have more information sent to you uh, giving people the option at the beginning is a great way to auto to let them segment themselves uh, depending on the product mix for your store and the kinds of customers you do serve you can divide your list up into broad categories like board games uh, rpgs card uh, card games or it can be more granular like magic and 40k uh, you don't need to create a million segments for every single line that you carry because each one adds a little bit of complexity to the process. But separating out your major categories, your major product lines, helps you tailor your broadcast and your sequences more effectively. So this is a big one. I've, I get this, this is probably the first question that everybody asks. What do I write? I don't know what I'm supposed to tell these people. I've got a list of people on my email list. What do I send them? Okay, so broadly speaking, write emails from your perspective instead of from the business's perspective. So your game store is not Walmart, you're not Amazon, you're not another major corporation. So write in the same way that you would have a conversation with somebody in your store. Write as if you were writing to somebody one-on-one -on -one 
this message. I wrote this email for you because I want I wanted to let you know about this. So write it from a first-person perspective. It's you. You are the one putting the words on the screen. Uh, put your name behind it. Uh, as to the content, when somebody signs up to your list, let them know uh, what to expect from you, what your game store is all about, and what you stand for. Uh, make sure you care about, or make, make what you care about explicit. Uh, don't assume your customers know that you're a family-friendly game store with lots of child-focused organized play options. Tell them. Tell them how to connect with you. Tell them where your social channels are. And eventually, when you've earned it, ask for a review on either Facebook or Google. In terms of the newsletter, a good place to start is your own inbox. So are there any newsletters that you are subscribed to right now that you read on a regular basis? If so, why? What about those newsletters makes you want to read them? That format may be a pretty great place to start. And generally speaking, a good newsletter is a mix of store information, like your upcoming events, uh, product offerings, like new arrivals or bestsellers, and content, like uh, new videos that you posted on your social media channels or blog posts that you've written, and that sort of thing. Uh, the idea is here you want to come up with a basic template, a skeleton, a framework for this newsletter uh, that you can work with on a regular basis, and then just kind of fill in the blanks every time you want to send it. You know, update it with the, the latest items, the, the newest events, the new products that you just got into, into the store, the new releases, and that sort of thing. So that's what you should write. How often should you send? So broadcasts, I recommend once a week for newsletters. And as often it makes sense for big announcements. So like if, you're, if you've got this big, uh, big tournament coming to your store, or you've got something, something unique and interesting, like you have, uh, you know, celebrities or uh, artists or something like that, and you're going to do a convention or you're traveling or anything along those lines, any big one-time, you know, information dump. Just send those whenever you need to, right? Don't be too worried about sending out a major announcement, you know, and then like a newsletter two days later. And if they're still in a sequence, it's probably not too much uh, for people to be, to feel like they're getting inundated with emails from you. Again, if you send something every day for, you know, a couple of weeks and you just keep that up the whole time, that might be a little bit too much. Or if you send them like 10 emails in a day, you're probably going to get flagged for that. But generally speaking, it's hard to send too many emails unless you really put a lot of effort into it. Uh, for sequences, when someone signs up, you should send the follow-up message immediately, right? Like, no, they are not going to be as, or they're not going to be more excited than they are at that exact moment when they said, yes, please give me my thing. I want my coupon code. I, or whatever it is, I want to, you know, take this and make a purchase now. So generally speaking, you need to get the, get that information, get what they signed up for to them as quick as possible. So the sequence should trigger immediately. The first email should go right away. The follow-up email, probably, you know, a day later, two days later. Uh, after that, the cadence is really up to you, but, you know, every day or two for a couple of weeks is ideal. What is the most crucial aspect of building email campaigns? So the most important thing you can do, you know, messaging is important, the subject line is important, uh, like the the structure, uh, you know, the, the sequence of the emails and the story that you're telling them and nurturing them and all that stuff. All that stuff is vital to making this thing work. But something that you really need to pay attention to with every single email that you send is you have to make sure everything is accurate. So when you write an email, you write a newsletter or you're writing the sequence for the first time, 
send yourself or someone you work with a test email and get them to check all the links. Reread all the text. Everything should go where it's supposed to, and preferably without typos. Uh, accident, accidents do happen, but you should minimize them as much as possible. There's nothing worse than having all the links go to the wrong place or be broken or something along those lines, because that just undoes all the work that you put into something like a newsletter. So you got to make sure that everything is functioning correctly, and you have to test things out prior to sending them out to your list at large. So that that's pretty much it. Those are the most common questions that I get when I talk about email, when I kind of explore this subject. And uh, if there are any that I didn't cover, feel free to message me. Uh, you know, send me an email, tom at maniversesaga.com. Saying it way too quickly. Uh, you know, let me know if there's any questions that you had about email, if there's any thoughts about something that I might have missed, or, you know, disagreements even. Let me know. I'd be happy to have the chat with you. Uh, and But that is it for today's episode. For the next launch lesson, we're going to talk about the most important pieces of content that every game store should have on their website and how you can use content marketing to amplify your emails, like we just talked about, as fuel for your social media and as seeds for organic search traffic. So don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you stay up to date whenever we upload. And if you like what you hear, we'd also appreciate a quick five-star review on iTunes. And if you like what you heard today, and you want to find out how we can implement this strategy in your game store, you can book your free strategy session by going to maniversesaga.com forward slash MMA. We'll do a deep dive, like I said, on the six main areas of digital marketing for your game store, including email strategy, and identify what's working, what can be improved on, and create a plan that incorporates each of the six pillars, and then how we can put that plan into action for you over the next 90 days. So book your strategy session today at maniversesaga.com forward slash MMA. Thanks again for listening to today's show. I'm Tom Trapp and I've been your host. And I will talk to you again in the next episode of the Maniverse Podcast.